0: Hello there. This is Jolie Bindo from the Holo Chronicles of a Jedi Podcast. You're listening to the Old Republic Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating review, and Brian and Cassia will feature it on the pod. Now, enjoy the show, and may the force be with you. Always.
1: We are the Old Republic Podcast.
0: Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars Under the Twin Suns. The question is what choice? Rebellions are built on hope. Make ten men feel like a hundred. One one would have force. the forces with me.
1: What is Star Wars, if not canon retcons, persevering?
0: Well, George Lucas always said whatever was on screen was the only real canon, and I guess Dave Filoni took that nugget and ran with it.
1: At this point, I just laugh at retcons.
0: And I laugh at people that get worked up about them.
1: Yep. All right. So today we have a new episode all about Tales of the Jedi. Uh, How are you doing, Brian?
0: I am doing great. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about Tales of the Jedi. It's been a project uh, we've talked about a couple times on here and uh, finally got all six of the episodes just dropped the other day. So uh, doing pretty good. Got a chance to watch through them and watched a couple of them uh, twice just so I would have them fresh in my memory. But but how about you? How are you doing on your Tales of the Jedi watching?
1: Uh, I watched it once and it really reminded me of a fairy tale. I also it reminded me of visions, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had um, you know, we were texting kind of back and forth after we both first watched it, and yeah, it has like um, kind of like the, like the weird like color gradient and stuff, and it felt, yeah, more of like a, like fairy tale esque almost, and a lot of like environmental effects and stuff on it. So yeah, it definitely it felt like it yeah, maybe had, like, a, like, a toe, like, over into the, uh, the Visions realm, you know, not just straight up, uh, Clone Wars, because it definitely, to me, looked and felt a little different, uh, than what we saw even, like, in the, the last season seven of Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like a marriage of the Rebels, Visions, and Clone Wars styles, which I loved.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, Tales of the Jedi, it was, uh, it was six parts, and it kind of explores, uh, Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku who kind of are similar in a lot of ways in the way that they they feel about things and the way that they're viewing the Jedis but then they you know obviously branch off and go uh down separate paths so this really is kind of a telling of you know kind of some of the key moments of each of their um sort of enlightenment I guess to uh to these facts and um you know it's just a, a story I guess you know going back to uh you know the star wars celebration and the panel you know that uh day filoni kind of thought up and you know wanted to tell these stories
1: yeah and it's been something r- rumored for a very long time too
0: yeah that's right we uh if you, if you think way back to, like, last uh, holiday season, there was the Lucasfilm holiday gifts that had the Tales of the Jedi logo on there. No one knew what they were. Um, obviously, it's the same logo as is on the Tales of the Jedi comic book uh, series. Uh, so everyone kind of thought that it was going to have something to do with that. In fact, we did a whole episode uh, with our friend Marcus, episode number 127, where we talked about uh, Tales of the Jedi, the comic line, and, you know, what this could be, you know, some hypothesizing uh about it and that comic book li- line ran from 1993 to 1998 but yeah this definitely is rooted very much in just the uh, prequel trilogy and kind of in that uh wheelhouse of what stories Dave Filoni likes to tell us
1: yeah and we talked about our speculation for what the Tales of the Jedi series could be and then what it ended up uh being revealed to be uh way back in Episode 127 with Marcus, so that was a fun episode.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I will say that kind of the animation style here of this, I think would (laughs) lends itself really well to kind of the same kind of animation style uh, from the Tales of the Jedi comic book line. So um, I don't know, I thought that that kind of parallel was neat. But yeah, still a little still a little confused on the title. But but that's okay. That's um, not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about the Tales of the Jedi, the TV, the animated series that we that we just got. And we're not going to do like a big, huge deep dive into each of these. There's going to be, you know, plenty of uh, podcasts out there that are going to go into this really in depth, but we just kind of wanted to, you know, kind of skim through the series and, you know, talk about it a little bit, give our thoughts, you know, some of the things that we liked and uh, some of the story beats that that we liked. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Should we start at the very beginning?
0: Yeah, let's start at the very beginning and the very beginning of everyone's favorite Ahsoka Tano, little baby Ahsoka Tano.
1: Yeah, I say that because I watch them out of order. So, uh mm. I went six one uh two five three four. So I don't know why I did it, but I did, but
0: <laughs> that was your uh that was your Tales of the Jedi uh uh Star Wars ring theory order, maybe, is that possible?
1: Yeah. You know. I'll write an essay about it. So But anyways, Ahsoka was born, uh and it was kind of cool to see her first hunting trip with her mother Pavti and uh kind of see a little bit more of Tegruta and the family dynamics on that uh on that planet
0: mhm yeah it was really cool kind of seeing uh you know kind of their their families and you know some of the village and things uh where that was um and one of the things I guess you know we weren't at celebration but I guess Dave Filoni had said that one of the things he wanted to do in telling kind of that um you know story about the the birth of Ahsoka was to kind of explore like a mother-daughter relationship because we don't get a lot of those in Star Wars so I thought that that was neat um you know even though we're yeah. just seeing it kind of briefly um and I thought it was uh, really cool so um Ahsoka's uh, mom Uh, Pav T was uh, voiced by Janina Gavankar, who is the voice of um, uh, Iden Versio from the Battlefront 2. So I thought that that was neat that she was uh, getting back into Star Wars, getting the chance to do another voice.
1: I love it when people get to double dip, you know, Uh, and voice actors have uh, incredible range. And um, I love getting mother-son stories like mother-daughter stories because it just sometimes seems that like uh star wars is very front-loaded maybe overloaded with father-son stories so Mm -hmm. i was glad to get something different
0: yeah. And I mean, it was, it was beautiful kind of seeing this town and seeing them go out on this, this hunting trip. And then you get, you know, kind of a very akin to what we just saw with uh, little baby Yoda, uh, Grogu, um, at the end of Book of Boba Fett, um, you know, and where she's, you know, kind of calming down this big, uh, saber tooth cat, uh, kind of thing. Um, you know, and, uh, Befriending it and, you know, having it to, uh not eat her, which is which is good, um, because you don't want to have baby Ahsoka being eaten, but riding on the saber tooth cat is much more exciting. Um and then of course that tells all of the all of the town people then that Ahsoka is a, a force sensitive uh Jedi and that's going to send her on her way.
1: Yeah, and it's kinda bittersweet, like her family believes it's the right thing to do. Um like Sometimes I wonder, like, would we ever get, like, young baby, you know, like, Kenobi being let go to the Jedi, mm. you know? Uh, but it's interesting, because they thought they were doing the right thing, and little did they know she, her generation would be the one impacted by Order 66, you know? mm mm-hmm. So Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, very, very fateful for, you know, any of the uh, younglings that would have been, you know, coming into the Jedi you know, at just the wrong time um, as, yeah. as she ended up being. So, uh, so yeah. And then that's kind of where our story with Ahsoka leaves off. Um, you know, I really kind of assumed that these episodes were going to go, you know, kind of three on Ahsoka and three on Dooku, but they, they didn't kind of kind of split the difference. Yeah. So uh, going into episode two, uh, which is titled justice, um, we're seeing uh, Jedi master uh, Dooku and his Padawan, his young Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn are uh, going to kind of resolve a, uh, hostage situation um, and this one I thought was absolutely gorgeous as they're kind of walking into this town it felt to me very much like I don't know like some 18th century like European village that they were going through I thought that it looked incredible um, and the yeah. the story very impactful um, for seeing you know kind of the the real turmoil that's going on inside of uh, Dooku's mind I guess
1: yeah because he doesn't want to just be a lapdog of the senate he wants to do the right thing and uh, it's interesting to see where that leads him.
0: Yeah, for sure, we get the uh, you know kind of glimpse into, uh, you know his, uh, I don't know, like, I guess you know obviously it's kind of, uh, you know, associated with the with a dark sky dark side uh you know ability as he's uh, force choking him, but but really I think kind of the neat thing that these shorts do is it gives you some kind of insight into, you know, Dooku's mindset. You know, he wasn't really doing the things that he did necessarily to be evil he just you know he saw um kind of the writing on the wall with the jedi you know in the same way that you know ahsoka did at the um you know towards the end of the clone wars there so uh really just yeah. kind of interesting stuff and then you know we double down on that you know same kind of theme um in episode three choices uh but this time we're seeing uh you know the jedi masters uh count dooku and mace windu uh heading off to do a little bit more investigating uh this time of another senator
1: yeah, and um, then in three choices uh, we get to see Count Dooku and Mace Windu interact and investigate the mysterious death of, uh, was it Master Kotri?
0: Mm-hmm, yep.
1: Yeah, that was interesting, and um, this is before... Mace Windu was put on the council, so it's just interesting to see, like, maybe the more teacher's pet of the pair got put on the council, uh, just because they did it more the way the council would approve, so Mm -hmm. that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, um, it was really interesting and kind of neat to get to see them actually doing some kind of investigating, I guess, which is, you know, something that we, that we hear about and, and knew about, but we don't get to see, you know, a lot of, uh, that kind of thing going on, which is why I think that, you know, Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones, uh, kind of his arc is so interesting, um, in that film, but, you know, kind of a, a, same kind of a thing there. And then, um, yeah, obviously it, like I said, it's kind of doubling down on, you know, uh, Dooku's kind of feelings towards the, the Jedi as they're, you know, kind of bending over and appeasing the Senate and doing the bidding. They're not necessarily working for, um, all of the Republic. He's starting to see the corruption and seeing the cracks and, Um, you know what that's ultimately going to lead to and then I thought you know that the the funeral and and lowering you know her down into the floor there at the Jedi Temple I thought was uh, really beautiful and uh, really sad and you know kind of the music sweeping uh, through there Um, you know really very very beautiful Um, and then um, ultimately we get into episode uh, number four the Sith Lord and we see kind of the culmination of you know, these first kind of two little pieces of Dooku's story, um, as, you know, he is, uh, making his ultimate turn, uh, there.
1: It was interesting to see how the episode the Sith Lord intersects with, uh, episode one. Um, it, it was all happening off screen, you know, uh, that's my one criticism I have for the Phantom Menace in the prequel trilogy really is just like I feel like Count Dooku you should have seen him in the Phantom Menace and this kind of fixes
0: that. Mhm. Yeah, cuz yeah, and the and the film's right he just kind of kind of shows up and <laughs> and is there as this big bad that you don't ever uh, get any sort of intro to or anything. Um so yeah, definitely uh, definitely that and you know something like this is great cuz we get to see him, you know, erasing Kamino from the archives, which is something that we obviously knew happened but didn't know how it happened or who did it or or what and then um you get you know, this absolutely just stunning looking, uh, kind of visual of him standing in the courtyard, um, at the tree. And he's talking about, uh, Qui-Gon who had just, you know, fallen at the hands of Darth Maul talking about the tree. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, if he's going to go to the funeral or not, and you know, that the Jedi, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't appreciate him going and, you know, that he has to move on. And then, um, obviously we see him then go and, uh, speak with, uh, Darth Sidious, um, which is, you know, uh, just absolutely great. And you kind of see, you see really the, the conflict um, within him, uh, just, you know, just like Luke Skywalker. But, um, you know, you've, you've seen the way that he, he feels about, you know, the Republic and how, you know, I really think you see him in kind of a positive light, you know, really wanting to do the right thing, really wanting to stand up to corruption. And that ultimately is what he thinks that he's doing, which makes, you know, his downfall at the beginning of... Revenge of the Sith that much, you know, uh, more, more sad and <laughs> much more impactful when he, when he realizes, you know, that he, you know, spent all of this time and, you know, kind of turned his back on, you know, his, you know, the, the Jedi, the other members of the Jedi to ultimately, you know, was just played, uh, you know, by this, uh, puppet master of the whole thing. Um, I just found it really, really sad and, you know, really, really kind of felt bad for him.
1: Yeah. And... You just kind of see how much like Qui Gon uh, means to Dooku, you know. Uh, I am kind of curious, though. Like, no one did. No one investigate the death of Yattle in those ten years. They're or, they're just like, oh, we were gone on Naboo, and someone <laughs> who just stepped down from the council died. But like, that you happens know. all the time, you know. Like, we're gonna sleep on that, you know. <laughs>
0: That's right. We are uh, we are too busy. Uh, yeah, it'll probably just uh, ran off somewhere. No, no, time to go to go look for. Yeah, that is that is an interesting question. Uh, maybe that's a that's a conversation for for another day. But yeah, for the yeah. for the purpose of the story. And I, it's it's very tragic. And it's uh, like I said, it definitely kind of kind of hits you hits you in the heart and in the in the feels, you know, as he's making these decisions that are ultimately going to, you know, end up coming around full circle. Uh, back onto him and yeah. you know, everything, everything you know, all the sacrifices and and the bad decisions and the damage that he caused ultimately, you know, resulted and and nothing basically to to prop up a dictator and to not uh, make anything uh, better in the long run at all. Yeah. So I I just found that really interesting. Uh, the Sith Lord episode four there, uh, really good. But then we are uh, jumping back then um over into Ahsoka as we get into episode number five. Practice makes perfect, and this one starts off. Pretty lighthearted, pretty fun, and ends real sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know, just kind of seeing, like, Anakin as a teacher. He always thinks outside of the box, really. Not like the standard Jedi, and that's kind of like Team Ahsoka and Anakin, like, that duo's strength, I would say.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's neat even, you know, just for a, a minute or two to get to see Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka back and, you know, full Clone War, uh Regalia, you know, voiced by Uh, you know james arnold taylor and matt Lanter and ashley Eckstein. just you know the whole gang's back together and uh you know rex is there of course and going through this this training thing and you kind of wonder where where this is going to go where this is going to end and then um you know ultimately it ends there as those doors slide open as we're um into the uh final clone wars arc and you see all of uh her troopers there and just these tiny little orange helmets and it's very sad and uh you know it's going to uh, happen when they walk through that door. So um, I thought I thought that that one was probably the most, um, maybe ultimately, like, cinematic of them in the way yeah. that kind of played off of what we what we knew to to touch on and kind of tied it back into something else that we'd gotten before. It wasn't as standalone as some of the other ones were.
1: Yeah. It connected to the greater whole, you know? Even though mm-hmm. I think, like, the Dooku story was more intriguing to me, uh... The Ahsoka really, the Ahsoka tales really pull on life, death, everything, you know? So, and the greater canon
0: yeah for yeah, for sure. and I mean you see then kind of the kind of the parallels right of the of the decisions that uh, Dooku made and how they you know ultimately went on to affect the decisions that ahsoka made in leaving the Jedi and then coming back you know for one kind of final hurrah to help out and, and what that ultimately led to and then what it ultimately leads to then episode six uh, resolve, which is you know as sad as sad can get for sure uh-huh. because it's, it, it starts out on the most sad thing of all time, Padme's uh, funeral.
1: Sad Naboo sounds, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh,
1: it it was beautifully animated. It's such a beautiful, haunting image, and they captured it perfectly. And to see Mon Mothma and Bail there, you know, it because it makes sense they were there, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka being there uh, just adds the cherry on a very, very sad Sunday. <laughs>
0: a sad ice cream sunday yeah for sure um and then you know you get the you get the gut punch of you know bail asking her why she risks coming back and you know ahsoka just turns and says she was my friend uh which is the saddest line probably in all of star wars now i don't know for sure but it was really sad um and then yeah. um you get kind of their little exchange where you know he's giving her the communicator to you know to come back and uh serve as um uh what is what is their code word uh fulcrum <laughs> fulcrum that's right yeah to serve as to serve as fulcrum and then we uh see her um at her uh, farming planet there disarming the inquisitor um you know to kind of kind of wrap that up and gets her final exchange with uh Ghana gana there but yeah just um six really kind of neat um little snippets i guess of you know different aspects of these two characters lives who um you know like i mentioned are are kind of similar kind of run run parallel but then at the end they um choose to go different ways um you know and ultimately you know has big ramifications for uh, themselves for the jedi order for uh the whole galaxy so um cassia you know we talked you know a lot before this came out about what we thought it might be what it could be what we wanted it to be but now we've had it we've gotten to watch all six of these uh they all come out on the same day which was cool um and we watched them all so what kind of were your your general takeaways i guess of the show what'd you like what didn't you like or just some overall themes or take it away
1: Um, I, I just really liked that it was like a miniature fairy tale, simple, and simplicity is probably the highest form of complexity, which is something I've learned, uh, in, in my life, you know? I used to be like, complexity, let me translate this into Latin, you know, to like, look refined and smart, but simplicity is probably... That's why fairy tales, I think, are so powerful, you know, Uh, is because they kind of surround us, you know, but sometimes because it's simple, we overlook things. And I just dug these six little snippets, and uh, I thought they were cool, and I learned a lot about Dooku and Ahsoka, and they're very similar, but they go about their uh journeys in very different ways with a uh, very different consequences I would say
0: yeah definitely um I'm kind of kind of with you there I I really liked kind of the this smaller scale uh kind of storytelling I liked um like you said they were kind of they were kind of simplistic in a way um but complex I guess in kind of the overall um kind of scheme and connectivity of things um, so I, I really liked that. Um, I really liked kind of getting back into these characters now. Um, obviously, I love this stuff with, with Ahsoka. You now, we've gotten a lot more of her story. So I was really interested, mostly, especially when we found out kind of the direction that this was going to be taking to get more of Dooku's story. Because, um, you know, I think from from what we saw, um, you know, between, between the Clone Wars and uh, the films, um, he was an interesting character, but you still didn't really get like a good sense of, Of who he was or why he was doing the things uh that he did and kind of the reasoning behind those so i really liked just kind of getting a little bit more um kind of background and backstory um on the character of count dooku and then of course how that uh relates then to uh qui-gon jinn who's probably the most you know gray of the of the canon jedi uh that we have so um i thought that that was really interesting um and then as far as just the show uh goes I, it was gorgeous uh we talked a little bit about that um you know it was kind of like this like you know kind of like this mixture of of visions and rebels and clone wars and uh bad batch it was like they took all of the all of the animation styles and they put them into a blender and and spun it up and they came up with this but like some of the stuff just looks like staggeringly good like the fire and the smoke effects through things i love the way that they designed like the towns and kind of the droids were um kind of older older looking and an older feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that that was, you know, really just really just great and really kind of interesting and uh, really kind of a kind of a fun take on things. Right. It didn't feel like, you know, one for one. It felt like something different and it felt like I don't want to say like monumental, but it felt like it was different and specific enough that this I don't think is going to be the last of Tales of the Jedi that we see.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, which characters it's gonna follow, um, but it's such a beautiful poster. Uh, anyone can be the Jedi, I think. Like, it, what if we get the Rise of the Rebellion era? You know, uh, mm-hmm. what if we get the sequel trilogy era? What if we get another era that doesn't exist yet? What if we get Knights of the Old Republic, which is originally where Tales of the Jedi <laughs> that originated in the first place?
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um I, I would like to think that and I, I hope that and um like I said, it, it feels like something bigger than just this one one off, you know, I don't know, hour and fifteen minute long thing that we got that are released all in the same day. Um and partially I think that maybe that's the case because we're getting a second season of Visions after the first season of Visions. Oh we um, are? I wanna, I oh wanna my say gosh.
1: we're I getting say second
0: t- Yeah, we're getting, yeah, we're getting more visions. So, so I wonder if these, if these are just going to, to kind of piggyback. So maybe, you know, you get, you know, visions like every other year and you get these every other year to kind of, kind of go in between and fill them out. Um, you had a lot of the same kind of people that had worked on, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. So, uh, Nathaniel Villanueva, Saul Ruiz, um, Charles Murray um, had done a lot of stuff in Star Wars animation so I wonder if maybe it was kind of a coming together to tell these little stories that Dave Filoni wanted to tell and then kind of pass the torch on through animation as he goes on to you know kind of this I don't know kind of story (laughs) overseer kind of thing at at Lucasfilm I don't I don't know for sure but um, but to me that's kind of the the vibe I got from it like it, it felt like something More consequential than just, you know, October 26th. You sit down and watch these six things and then that's the last we ever get of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Tales of the Jedi, it doesn't say, like, tale. It's tales, you know? It can Mm -hmm. be multiple seasons. And it doesn't say of Luke Skywalker, it's Jedi. It can be any Jedi, you know, Uh, in their journey. And I think that's going to be cool. And I hope we get more in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then um, just one other uh, kind of quick thing I wanted to mention. Kevin Kiner uh, is incredible. The music for this thing was spectacular. Uh, Kevin Kiner, does, he did, like, all the Clone Wars music. He does the Bad Batch music. He did this music. Uh, really, really good. And I think that all of that soundtrack, I think, is kind of... I don't know, hopefully it's somewhere soon to listen to because I thought that it was really really great and really kind of set the tone for these things. So uh kudos yeah. to Mr. Kiner for that. So I don't know. Uh Cassia, that was Tales of the Jedi. Did we did we do it justice? Did we go through the story um good enough to kind of kind of touch on it and give our thoughts, do you think?
1: Um I think it's a really good show. Uh my voice probably gave out, you know, but I did my best and I think you made a really good outline, but <laughs> everyone should just watch this and uh decide for themselves if our podcast is worthy you know of these great six episodes
0: yeah that's right yeah give these a watch obviously they're they're all very short so it doesn't take you very long to to get through all of them and i think that they're they're nice little addendums one of my one of my favorite uh kind of star wars stories is the legends of luke skywalker because they're they're telling these tales of luke skywalker and and you know some of them are true or true adjacent or completely fabricated but it do- it doesn't matter they're just stories in this universe and um i love anytime we get more stories in the universe so uh yeah. check them out let us know in the comments or on social media what you thought of uh the tales of the jedi series and uh thanks very much for uh tuning in uh may the force be with you
1: may the force be with you Old Republic Podcasts can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else the Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out.
0: And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore.
1: You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at Dennis S.
0: This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nicky Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.